0: I'd see him sitting on that couch all day long, just staring at that Hollywood hogwash.
1: Our favorite show was Hollywood Hogwash. Hey
0: everyone, welcome to another episode of Hollywood Hogwash. I'm Andrew Pizzano, along with Josh Reese, and returning for a third time, I believe, uh, Mr. Aaron Rosa. Yes. How's it going? Great. Yes, it certainly is. I like how a lot of shows start that way where they all ask each other how they're doing and everything even though we've been hanging out for the past four hours. For
1: past I four hours? always felt like that's awkward. Past almost 48 hours
2: to be Well, honest. Josh, yeah, that's because
0: <laughs> you technically live here now half the time.
2: Technically.
0: <laughs> but it's like, hey, you guys doing good? Yeah. Yeah, we all watched Reservoir Dogs together and as long as I've known Aaron, I've known Aaron a long fucking time, we've never watched that movie together and, uh, one of my favorite things now about this podcast is I get to I get to watch some of my favorite movies with my best friend, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, and Josh weird. isn't bad as well.
1: Yeah, your new best friend
2: with your old best friend. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, yeah, wow, that's so awkward. Hey, can I open with <laughs> something? Just awkward. real quick. Yeah. Okay. So last time I was on the podcast, uh-huh. there was a comment from a B Snow on YouTube. On YouTube. Can Aaron replace Josh full time? <laughs> B Snow, this show's for you buddy. It, it might be happening
1: sooner than you think, be Snow.
0: Oh, that's oh yeah, you're dropping some hints there, buddy. <laughs> Maybe so. Cool. Yeah, we'll see. About I'm getting
1: that. ridden off very slowly.
0: No, we certainly we I don't want Josh to leave, but well, wink, I'm not gonna wink. say yeah, we're not gonna really get into it. That's up to you if you want to get into that. It's not anyone pushing Josh out, that's for sure.
1: I mean, technically, I'm in the middle right now, so I'm not going anywhere.
0: You're in the middle. Okay. (laughs) Because you're stuck in the middle middle with us. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into Reservoir Dogs later. One of my favorite movies of all time. I absolutely fucking love it. And I could watch it over and over again because I'm one of those people that I watch my favorite movies a hundred times. And Reservoir Dogs, I've probably seen 50.
1: Even though you know the twist... You can still watch it over and over and over again? It's not yeah. all about the twist, It's Josh. The whole movie
0: is not just the twist. There are some movies where it's only the twist. Uh, Lucky Number Slevin is really like an average movie with an amazing twist. The twist makes the movie. But you can't watch that movie over and over again. You can watch that scene, which I do, because Lucky Number Slevin... Have you all seen that? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the twist is amazing. It's but amazing. it's an average movie until the twist. Okay. Whereas Reservoir Dogs is just... Every scene is amazing.
2: This was another one of those movies where I, I had gone years since the last time I saw it. And right. watching this again was just like, Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> Sometimes I envy you because you don't watch movies like I do over and over again. So it's like, it's probably been like 10 years or something since you've seen this. Maybe, yeah. Or whatever. Even if it's five, it's like, God. And the fact that you've probably only seen it a handful of times. And yeah, it's watching
2: like... it with fresh eyes was just <clears throat> incredible.
0: Someone like me, I remember. I I know every scene. I almost know every fucking word that's said in the in, in my favorite movies, like that The Dark Knight true. and Goodfellas and stuff like that. But yeah, God, I fucking love this movie. So yeah, we're gonna talk about Reservoir Dogs a little later. But first, we're gonna talk about the news and rumors, aka the Hollywood hogwash. And I gotta say, we really lucked out this week because the blu-ray came out for reservoir dogs this new blu-ray steelbook cover because before that they just kind of had like boring ones and this new blu-ray steelbook uh came out and it's awesome you go to the hollywood hogwash tiktok and uh and i was like oh well let's do reservoir dogs this week and it's a perfect timing because quentin tarantino is still doing press all right for his book still in the news and we have some quentin tarantino news uh, the first one, uh, Variety is reporting that Tarantino will be directing an eight-part TV series next year. Really? Yes, and I'm super excited about that. I hope it. I hope that sticks because there have been times where, where like it, it's been said that he's going to do something and it doesn't happen. He was actually supposedly going to direct some episodes of the Justified reboot Ooh. or sequel series. Cause, okay. Yeah. You didn't even know that, huh? No. Yeah, they're bringing back Justified. Well, I knew with that Timothy. was coming
2: back, but I didn't know Tarantino was attached.
0: Well, he was originally, they were saying, and then apparently it fell through. Oh. So he's not, but yeah, I'm so, excited about that.
2: So what's this eight-part thing he is doing?
0: We don't know anything yet. That's all the report is is that he that apparently he really wants to do an eight-part TV series. And it just says he's directing it. doesn't say he's writing it, but still. He's directed episodes of, like, dramas before on television. It's not any shows that I watch, but he has done it.
1: I will say that his movies, they do feel like, you know, they could be easily, like, parted out. Yeah. You know, like, it could be, like, an eight-part TV
0: series. Well, I mean, yeah, we said it before on this podcast, but he was saying how he wanted to release like this six part Django cut where it's like a six hour uh, move. Like, you know, they filmed so much shit mm-hmm. that it, it, it's like six hours long and he was going to release it like on Netflix or somewhere or or on TV. And it's like, Oh, please do that. Cause they did it with hateful eight. They released like a four hour cut of hateful eight. And it was like, well, fuck that movie. Like do Django or inglorious bastards or something like, please just give it to me. Give me what I want. <laughs>
1: He's allergic to money. That's that must be what his problem is. Well,
0: it's just he's not going to do something he doesn't want to. He has plenty of money, so you're not going to force him to do anything. He has he's talked about so many ideas he has that that haven't you know happened. But that, I'm not He wants
2: everything to be five hours.
0: It's well you know, or perfect. He's a perfectionist as well. well yeah. Well,
1: that's where the eight part would come in handy. Uh,
0: also, in an interview at CNN, Tarantino once again confirmed that this next. That his next film will be his last. Uh, he's always said the plan was to do 10 movies. He says, I've been doing it for 30 years, and it's time to wrap up the show. I'm an entertainer. I want to leave you wanting more. And I think it's the right decision, because, you know, you look at Martin Scorsese, and he's, like, fucking 80 now, and he's still doing movies, and The Irishman wasn't any good, and...
2: Well, right, but he also gave you The Departed when he was in his 60s. True. So, I
1: mean... Yeah, he sure did. And, like, what the fuck else is he going to do, too? Is he going to do a podcast? I mean... No, he doesn't
0: have to do anything. He does what he
1: wants. I know, but, I mean, you have a great filmmaker. You think he's going to keep making good stuff. And his movies do leave you wanting wanting for more.
0: Yeah, like- I mean, look, his last two I wasn't a big fan of. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Hateful Eight. I, I just Hateful kind of Eight. felt like the magic was gone, um, except for Brad Pitt's character in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But... It doesn't hold up compared to his other films, in my opinion.
1: You shit on Hateful Eight, but Samuel L. Jackson as a cowboy? Sign me up.
0: Sure, he was one of the better characters, yeah. But, uh, you know, we're not reviewing The Hateful Eight.
1: Well, maybe we should eventually. (laughs) I
0: don't want to watch it again. (laughs) Hey, maybe I'll give it another chance and I'll feel differently. Yes, we'll do the four-hour version. The Channing Tatum thing. My God, what a complete misfire (laughs) that was. Whoa, 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 spoilers. I didn't spoil anything. Oh, he's in the movie. Spoiler alert. Uh, Also, uh, Quentin Tarantino was on the Video Archives podcast and declared that the current film era is the worst in history, but it's also tied with the 80s and 50s. Tarantino said, even though the 80s was the time that I probably saw more movies in my life than ever, at least as far as going out to the movies was concerned, I do feel that 80s cinema along with the 50s is the worst era in Hollywood history matched only by the current era.
1: So I feel like this is his way of saying, I fucking hate all these Marvel films. Without him saying, I hate all these Marvel films. I don't think
0: he's just talking about Marvel. Well,
1: superhero movies in general.
0: I've heard him talk about the 50s and 80s before, and what he didn't like was that, like, no movie was allowed to do anything, uh, like, risque, or anything that would, like, maybe offend someone. Like, the 80s and 50s were all about just, like, making people happy, and, like, it was very PC. And he's like, but... The fifties came around and we had the seventies and then the eighties came around. Then we had the nineties, which obviously he kicked off. He was a big part of the nineties. Um, and he's talked about, uh, I've heard him talk about like the, the current era right now where we're in this PC vibe where you can't do anything risque <laughs> like, or else, you know, just no one's going to see your movie cause it's going to get canceled and everything like that.
2: Well, this is the problem with guys like Tarantino. Like he, look, no one's going to argue. The guy makes works of art. Yeah, works of art. But if he's gonna shit on the '80s as a movie decade in its entirety, go watch Predator, buddy, and that's a piece of well, shit. Sh- no, like, no, he's just-
0: not saying every movie sucked. I mean, he recently said Back to the Future is one of the he named how many movies that he named as perfect? 6 perfect movies. He did an interview where he named 6 perfect movies and Back to the Future was one of them. Jaws was one
1: of
2: them. Okay, well this I didn't hear. What are his 6 perfect movies? Oh
0: lord. No. Well, it was last week, Aaron. <laughs> you should listen to your podcast that you're on now. <laughs> Sorry. Um, one was Jaws, right? Jaws. Jaws has always been one of his favorites.
1: Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
0: Yeah, he's a huge horror fan.
1: Um, was it Annie?
0: No, it was um, the Woody Allen one. Uh, It's similar to that. I forgot that name.
1: uh, Yeah, something like that. And yeah, Back to the Future. Annie Hall. Annie
2: Hall. That's what it was. He picked a Woody Allen movie as one of his perfect movies.
0: Look, he loves every, you know, he's, uh, yeah. He loves horror. He loves uh, romance and... He had a reason for it. Right. But but Back to the Future was 1985, so it's not like he hates all 80s movies. Okay. I, just, all right. I just think he meant like there's a lot of shitty movies that came out in the 80s. Well, sure. And he is right. <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> kind of like now. There's a lot of shitty movies that are coming out right wow, now. There are a lot of shitty movies. Because unless it's a fucking superhero movie, no one's going to go see it. That's the problem right now.
1: <laughs> Except for us, apparently. Except for like us. when we saw Amsterdam and we were the only two people. In oh the yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a shame.
2: Because
0: uh, that's that a good movie. movie.
1: I
2: haven't seen that. That yet. was a good
1: movie. Yeah, we really liked uh, yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Good movie.
0: It was based on a true story that didn't happen, but uh, it was a good movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was based on an idea. You know what? It, it was based on World War II. That was pretty much it.
0: <laughs> kind of. <laughs> it, it took some liberties. But yeah, we'll talk about Tarantino uh, a little bit later. Obviously. Uh, moving on, The Wrap reports that the budget for Fast 10 has reportedly soared to $340 million. Wow.
2: So how much of that Vin is... Diesel ir- is just... Uh, and they spent all of that money and none of it going to
0: Dwayne Johnson. Well, that's what that, no, I was going to yeah. ask.
2: How much is that how- is earmarked on to Dwayne? <laughs> what are you
0: doing? My God. Fast 9 cost $200 million. This is already... The movie's not even done. $340 million.
2: I wonder
1: well, how much of that goes to cast. Which is crazy. No, 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 no. It's all no, no, going no. to
2: cars because if you're not, <laughs> not getting Dwayne Johnson, well, we've got a record. Well, cast, million, I mean, you have 100 Vin, million in You cars. Have Vin,
0: Vin Diesel who I'm sure he gets a producer credit on these fucking movies by now and he makes a big cut, so maybe he makes $50 million. But then the rest are not, you know, that big. I mean, yeah, like... What the fuck is Ludacris gonna make? Five million, Mm -hmm. and and all of them, like they'll yeah, they'll make big money, sure. But like, no, it's not big on cast. It's just the budget, like just filming the movie and all the stunts and everything.
1: Oh right, and plus this one, aren't they uh, doing dinosaurs or something like that? No, 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 (laughs) They're not. They're not. They're not doing dinosaurs in Fast and Furious. That was a
0: rumor that they wanted to merge Jurassic Park. It was a rumor that they wanted to merge Jurassic Park with with Fast and Furious, and it's like, of course they should, because we don't need any more shitty Jurassic Park movies. They've all sucked. Like, the recent ones have sucked. Fast and Furious, you know, they went to fucking space in the last movie. What else can gonna... you, do? You, do, you do? You do dinosaurs.
2: That was my next question. They went to space in the last one. What are yeah. they going to do for 10?
0: You go to Mars. That's, that's why I thought dinosaurs. <laughs> They're going to fly to Mars.
2: Come on. Don't, don't tell my, me. Okay,
0: the best part in Fast 9 is they go into space, and Tyree's like, I don't know how. How is this possible? And Ludacris says, it's all science. <laughs> Ludacris was a car mechanic and now he built a spaceship a spaceship out of a car he's Tony Stark (laughs) yeah he is he makes Tony Stark look like
1: shit for for reals But come on, tell me you don't want to see a raptor driving you know, I like absolutely do. Is, you I'm
0: know. pretty sure we talked about this like last year on Hogwash <laughs> when this rumor came out.
1: And you know what? I, I still don't see it not happening. So, I mean, it could happen. They right? really
0: did make a mistake by not getting <laughs> Nicolas Cage, though. Like, to be a villain in one of these fucking movies. He even said he would do it. Maybe, I guess Nicolas Cage is a little fucking too nuts now to, you know, you can't really trust that guy anymore. Mm. You know, his Nicholas his movie that they made uh, was, it was really good. Was pretty good.
2: Weren't they going to do a 21 Jump Street and Jurassic Park crossover? No,
0: it was 21 Jump Street and Men in Black. Oh. It was going to be Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum oh. as their characters becoming Men in Black agents. That actually that sounds, sounds amazing. amazing. Right. And it fucking fell through. <laughs> God, how did that fucking not happen? Yeah. That's brilliant. Instead, they went with Chris Hemsworth and uh what's her name?
1: Valkyrie, oh, Valkyrie uh, Men in Black yeah, International,
0: yeah. and no one saw it. No. I didn't see it. It looked no. terrible. No. But where that's the just, fuck are we? Oh, speaking, of, speaking of Chris Hemsworth, uh, he recently learned on his National Geographic show that he possesses two copies of the APOE4 gene, uh, which leads to a greatly increased chance for developing Alzheimer's. Hemsworth said, I'm going home and I'm going to have a good chunk of time off and just simplify. Now, the headlines for this I saw earlier in the week was Chris Hemsworth to take a break from acting due to Alzheimer's uh, revelation. And it's like, that's not right. what this was at
1: all. That's a slight uh, overreaction. It
0: was on his fucking show where they're like, hey, you know, you might develop Alzheimer's, you know, one day. And he's like, oh, fuck, that sucks. Well, maybe I should take some time off. And then right. the headlines for this were just just completely blew this Out of proportion.
1: Well, that doesn't get clicks, Andrew. (laughs) No. You have to get clicks by
0: Chris Hemsworth might never return to acting. Because when I first saw this, I was like really sad. Right. I was like, fuck, no, not Thor. He still has to fight Hercules in the next one.
1: And then you read the actual story and you're like, oh, well, that makes sense. Okay. He's not done acting. He's just going to take a break for a while. You know, he's been doing a lot of shit for a while.
0: Yeah. I mean, he is Thor. You can't. He's a yeah. Norse
1: god. I mean, come on. Now. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Also, Vanity Fair reports that the Margot Robbie Pirates of the Karen, uh, Caribbean reboot is no longer happening. ruh right, <laughs> I mean, thank God. Let's be honest here. You can't do a Pirates of the Caribbean movie without Johnny Depp.
2: Have they not brought him back into the fold yet after? Well,
0: the fact that, it's not, the fact that it's not happening now, I kind of feel like maybe they patched things up. Cause he said he said I'll never work with them again. Cause you know they didn't believe me. But if you dump enough money to someone's door, right? You know, For sure. And
2: they had to have seen after like the way the court case went. Yeah. The entire country was on Johnny Depp's side. Of course, they right. all saw that. Yeah. So, like they don't have to leave him on the curb anymore.
1: Yeah. So, so this so this is somewhere where Johnny Depp is you know lighting a cigar. Told you, motherfuckers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Hopefully. Uh, and look, you don't, we don't need another Pirates movie. No. <laughs> Only the first one was good. Yeah. I loved the first one. Yeah. Then the end of the second one was terrible. The third one was awful. Uh, uh, I think I skipped the fourth one, and I saw the fifth one. And I was like, yeah, it was okay, but we this, don't need any more of these movies.
2: No, this franchise is The Matrix. They should have just made one yeah. perfect movie and yep. stopped. But, Man, but it's Disney. The Matrix is perfect. And Disney <laughs> knows
0: sequels. <laughs> Uh, but what are you at
1: uh, I got a couple things this week uh one of the interesting things is so well, it they should s- all be interesting James Indiana Jones five will have Harrison Ford taking on space Nazis. <laughs>
0: should have been the
1: lead what? story, Josh. <laughs> what? Next time, tell me. <laughs> what? So Jez Butterworth uh, apparently is a co-writer of the- Jez up- Butterworth? Jez, I'm saying Jez. He's, an, he's a co-writer of the upcoming t- untitled Indiana Jones, and he told Empire.com that the plot, Ex- the plot will be focused on the space race between the United States and the Soviet Union. Uh, quote, the simple fact is the moon landing program was run by a bunch of ex-Nazis. Uh, how the X are they is the question, and it gets up Indy's nose. Whatever, what? Whatever that Wait, wait, means. so this isn't
2: they, even
0: a, it's not even a rumor.
2: They fucked right. up Indy 4, and this is how they come back? <laughs> are you kidding me? Space
0: maybe not. Maybe he'll meet, Holy shit. Maybe Indiana Jones will meet the Fast and Furious That's characters right. up in
2: space. <laughs> in the They've shit the bed already on this movie? (laughs) Wow. Come on.
1: You
0: don't want to see space Nazis? Wow. No. Jesus. Well, hold on. Soviet Union, when did this movie take place? Are they de-aging Harrison Ford? I think so. Holy (laughs) shit. Well, I
1: think they said it was going to take place in like 69.
0: 69? 69. Oh, so they're going to de-age him with the CGI and it's going to look terrible. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh,
2: Like, look, I'm the biggest Indiana Jones fan on planet Earth. And no one was more heartbroken with Indie Four than me. And I thought, okay, they're gonna recognize they fucked that movie up, and they're gonna regroup, no. and they're gonna make a good Indie Five to sail off into the sunset. Space Nazis! Space Nazis! Holy shit! Holy so when you shit.
0: saw when you saw Indiana Jones Four, you, you you felt just like the that South Park episode really must have meant a lot to you.
2: Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. They raped Indiana Jones. Oh, no, I, that, that episode, right here, that was me.
0: My favorite part is they're like,
2: why aliens? And
0: aliens don't belong in Indiana Jones movie. And they're like, oh, God, why? Why? And then Butters, I thought it was pretty good.
1: I've never seen it, thank God. Um, I never oh saw God. it either. So, there were aliens in Indiana Jones 4? Yes. <laughs> maybe there's going to be aliens in Indiana Jones Well, yeah. I mean, too. come on. Yes. Alien.
0: Probably even alien Nazis.
1: Jesus. Oh, maybe.
0: The that's Nazis right. are actually from another planet. Hitler oh, was an alien. Shit.
1: That's right. Maybe so. We're just going to cross over to the Marvel Universe. This should have
0: been the lead story, Josh. Next time you have to tell me when you have something this good. You
2: guys should have told me about this before we started this. No, the live reaction to you hearing this is way better. I'm so angry right now.
0: You guys don't know how much Aaron loves Indiana Jones. I'm so fucking mad
2: right now.
1: (laughs) But but I I imagine you're going to see it just because you love Indiana Jones? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. He's gonna be yes. rage watching in a theater. Yeah, but you
0: Fucking know. Nazis. But you know how Harrison Ford loves to kill himself off of franchises. <laughs> You're gonna he's, be very. He's obsessed. gonna get
2: killed by space Nazis. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Wait, so and then replaced by Shia LaBeouf.
1: So, so I haven't seen four. Did, is Shia LaBeouf like his son or like how? Yeah. Of, so Oof. so Shia LaBeouf might be in five they, as well. There's no way. Who
0: cares? There's no way.
2: Just kill him I haven't all. even
1: seen Shia LaBeouf
0: for a long God, time. What the
1: hell has he been doing? He
0: does indie films. Indie films and stuff. I mean, he, he's done a few films, but yeah. Interesting. Well, what else he got, buddy? <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. Uh,
1: well, I don't think anything's going to top that. Uh, but I, I thought it was interesting. Uh, so one of the VS, VFX artists for She-Hulk uh, was talking about how difficult it was to create um, She-Hulk. It was more difficult to do She-Hulk than it was for Thanos, and this was his reason. Um, well, well, no,
0: I believe that. I believe it because Thanos they actually did a good job, so I'm sure that was difficult, but it actually worked out. I'm sure it was more difficult to do She-Hulk because we have Thanos and then we have She-Hulk. That's right. That's like if uh, if like you know a fucking math whiz did like a pro, you know a fucking math test and he was like, yeah, that was pretty good, and Josh was like, well, no, it was really hard. Or even me. I'm not great at math. Fucking algebra.
1: Uh, so Jan Philip Kramer, a VFX artist that worked on She-Hulk, uh, spoke to the before and afters about the process. The before and afters. I don't know what that is. I'm just giving credit. Uh, so she says uh, Thanos was a bald, angry man. Oh. And Tatiana is a young, bubbly actress with a range of emotions and she portrays them very vividly on her face. Oh, Oh, that's the problem.
0: Thanos didn't show any emotion in the movies like when he killed his daughter and cried on camera no emotions at all well Uh, there's some
1: slight emotions there for sure
0: uh, yeah oh he's bald oh if so if they had hair he'd look just like she hulk i guess (laughs) in terms of quality yeah that's it uh no yeah you just suck just admit you fucked up yeah, but you won't cuz you want to get another job. Well,
1: for sure. It's saving their own ass, but I just thought that was hilarious. You know, there is no comparison. Thanos actually looked like someone that could be real or whatever. Look, at the end of the day, you it's know?
0: it's Marvel, it's Marvel and Disney fault. Disney's fault cuz they hired the wrong fucking team and obviously they needed a bigger budget to and, make her better. Well,
1: and they rushed it for sure. W- weren't yes. they saying during the process of yeah. like, it, "We're horribly behind." Jesus, and they just kept on pushing it through. Yeah. Yeah, so I just thought that was hilarious, uh, comparing She-Hulk to Thanos, and I was like, yeah, that's fucking bullshit.
0: It sure is. Anything else? Sure is.
1: That's pretty much all I got this week.
0: All right, well, uh, we have some sad news, because uh, the original Green Power Ranger, John David Frank, passed away Sunday at the age of 49. And that really sucks, man. Because I was like six years old when Power Rangers came out. I love that show. Green Ranger Tommy was my favorite. He got Kimberly, the uh, the pink Power Ranger, the smoking hot, and and like as a kid, I was like, I want to be Tommy because I want to get Kimberly and I fucking love Tommy, <laughs> Green Power, pa- and then the white Power Ranger, of course. But yeah, and he's so awesome. Like I've seen him. He's been at Comic Palooza a few times and he's like I, I've I've watched him from afar be super nice to the fans. He seemed like a great guy, but uh, no cause of death yet.
2: Which is not a good which sign.
0: Is you yeah, I mean, no. you know, I don't want to say we don't want to speculate, but that's no, that, it's not that's, like he died out of a car crash or anything.
1: I, I didn't have much of an affinity for Jason David Frank because I was never allowed to watch Power Rangers growing up because my mom thought it was the devil um what it's a long story she all thought right. it she thought it was the devil okay. so i couldn't watch that well no they're Along fighting the, the devil i
0: mean the, the devils were the uh, uh wait the right. antagonists power rangers was the devil yeah man yeah. like Ranger. all the things on tv power rangers Power Rangers devil. for sure i mean the what was all the right. witch's name rita rita she she looked and talked like roseanne barr yep. like if that then that's the devil really <laughs> i mean let's be honest
1: Well, my mom probably saw just part of that, and she's
0: like, "No,
2: can't watch Power Rangers. Can't watch
1: Power Rangers. It's the most
2: PG show ever. Crazy Mm -hmm. Asian lady must be the devil." They They even did. uh,
0: They even did uh, like PSAs at the end of the show, like you know, GI Joe did.
2: Did they really? Yeah. Yeah, What were were the
0: PSAs
1: about?
2: Yeah, that show was like, "Don't do
0: drugs and don't fight." (laughs)
2: That's yeah, awesome. that show was super. Like, go America, go! Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Even mom though it wasn't... totally misread that show. No, that was like the most <laughs> interesting like, USA show ever. It's time.
0: hilarious because all the fight scenes were in Japan. So, like, they'd be in their American high school, and then all of a sudden, they're fighting in like the like these mountains that don't exist in the United States. <laughs> oh, <Wow. laughs> interesting. Even as a kid, I was like, what. I feel like we went somewhere else. Where are we right now? It was
2: great. Like, hey, there's some ripped, like, young white dude. Hey, there's some scrawny Asian guy in a suit. (laughs) That doesn't make sense.
1: Uh, But I just wanted to share this one thing. Uh, Apparently, he once got into, I guess, a shoving match with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean. Jean Jean-Claude Van Damme. I'll just share a little quote from Frank. Where is it? Uh, so he's talking about Jean Claude Van Damme. And he says, uh, "I'm not sure if he, he, I'm not sure if he was shooting a reality show or what, but all the cameras are on him, and he goes out of the room and straight up to me he and hey, you like writing articles about people? You want to beat my ass?'" <laughs> Frank said. Uh, and then he goes, uh, "No, he,
0: that's what Jean Claude said."
1: No, he said recounting the altercation. Oh, uh, so then uh, more of the quote, uh, "You're gonna apologize for that," and he said, "Nope." Then he goes, "You think you can still beat my ass?" And I said, yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh, he sounded like a really kind of tough guy. And he was doing oh, yeah. like MMA fights and stuff like that. So yeah. he, I guess he was kind of a little of a, a tough guy. Sure. So
2: kind of interesting. Did you guys hear about the uh, the Van Damme, Dolph Lundgren thing? No. Uh,
0: I don't know. Is this something recent?
2: No, no, no. This was like years and years ago. But I guess there was some yeah award shows like the Academy Awards or something. And uh-huh. they... They acted like they were about to fight each other out on the red carpet or something, but I guess they were both in on it. But they, they really sold oh. it pretty good. Okay, And hmm. they were getting each other's face. So yeah. maybe there's something of that here. Who knows? Maybe. Yes. Jean-Claude just
0: wants attention, I guess. But yeah. Maybe so. Yeah, RIP John David Frank. That mm. sucks, you know. Love you, Tommy. We'll see. Yes, Tommy. Tommy. All right, before we get to Reservoir Dogs, uh, now that Marvel Phase 4 is over, um, one of our fans, Omar, sent me IGN's, like, I I don't know who in IGN ranked them, but they ranked all the TV and movies for Marvel Phase 4. And their number one was Spider-Man No Way Home, but he was like, give your list because, you know, theirs sucks. (laughs) So I did mine. And it's kind of unfair because TV shows, like, it's actually easier to do a really good TV show because you have more time to tell the story. For sure. So it's kind of not fair to do TV shows versus movies. Um, But I'll I'll go from the bottom. So I didn't see Werewolf by Night. I didn't really watch Miss Marvel. So I didn't really count them in my ratings. But uh, number 14 for me is She-Hulk. That should come as no surprise.
1: Yeah, that was... Ooh, ooh. Miss Marvel. That's right well, down said, there too. See,
0: this is I just said I'm not putting Miss Marvel and Werewolf by Night in this. Oh, sorry, because I didn't sorry, see sorry, those sorry. shows. Sorry. Uh, number thirteen, Shang Chi. You know, it just it was a movie. There's really nothing memorable about it. Like the bus fight scene on the the fight scene on the bus was cool, but like I don't remember anything about the movie now.
1: The bus fight scene was pretty cool. That
0: was it. Uh, Eternals, another one that's. At the time, I liked it, but looking back on it, it's like, yeah, it's just... None of the characters were memorable. They were pretty boring. Uh, number 11, I put WandaVision. Again, I thought it was okay. Like None of these, except for She-Hulk, is really bad. They're all just kind of like there.
1: WandaVision didn't really get good until Agatha showed up, and then it started yeah. to get good. It was Agatha
0: was, all that, along. And that was way far into it. Uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldiers, number 10. Again, like... Not, the only thing I remember is uh, when he gets his new Captain America suit. And I was like, oh, well, that's a really cool suit. Yeah. But other than that, it's like, you know, I, I don't remember much. Uh, number nine, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I think I gave it like a six or seven last week. But yeah. Number eight, Black Widow. I thought Black Widow was more fun because we met Yelena and uh, Red Guardian. They were, they made, if they weren't in the movie, this movie would have been trash. But, like, it was a little fun because of their characters. Yelena was
1: amazing. I loved Yelena.
0: Uh, Number seven, Moon Knight. You know, I thought it was pretty good. I didn't love it or anything. I loved, like, the little twist they had, which I'm not going to spoil or anything. But
1: I think that's the only thing that I would quibble with on this list is I would think I would put Moon Knight below Black Panther. Because I just wasn't a big fan of Moon Knight. I I haven't
2: seen it yet, but I've heard a lot of mixed across the board i like it's it or pretty, pretty, you it's pretty, pretty good much.
0: but you know it's nothing amazing uh number six i had spider-man no way home uh if you watched or listened to our review of it then you obviously know why i feel the way i feel um it was just a little too too much crying in a spider-man movie for me mm-hmm. and the reveals of peter part the reveals of you know um Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire were kind of flat. They were like in sad moments. And it was just like, eh, I don't know. It, could, kind of, it should have been a lot more fun.
1: It's kind of spoiled in the trailers too. What? The That there was going to be multiple Spider-Mans.
0: No. Well, everyone knew it we before knew they went to coming. see. We all fucking knew it was coming. But it was. But that's, it was spoiled that's, online.
2: That's that's how much of a failure that movie was. Is we knew it was coming. Yeah. And all you had to do was give it to us. And they failed failed Mm -hmm. giving it to
0: us yeah that's all they had to do Aaron of Aaron and I have talked about a few times where it's like instead of them just coming into like Ned's grandma's kitchen like have them save Tom Holland when he's fighting all of the bad guys at once yes like Like, what an amazing moment that would be we've
2: never made movies before instead Tommy McGuire just walks in he's
0: like hey guys I'm here
2: it's so easy but we could all do this in Twenty seconds. Yeah. yeah, they swing in at the very end. Come
0: on, uh, number five. What if I? I really liked the cartoon. Um, I thought it was pretty good. good. Number yeah. four, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. This is where we're getting like into movies. I I really enjoyed. You it know, it's really not a good. perfect movie, but I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, Hawkeye. Again, with the reveals on that show, we had a couple, and they were great. And fucking Yelena was awesome. And Kate Bishop is... I want to see more of them.
1: Kate Bishop?
0: Kate Bishop. Amazing. Uh, Number two, Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah. Really love Thor. Uh, You know, I know a lot of people didn't. IGN had this as, like, number fucking 14. Really? Yeah, it's like, uh, get the fuck out of here.
1: They must have just been really unimpressed with gore or something Well, if you
0: love She-Hulk... You're probably not going to like Thor. Oh, that's true. They had it ranked. Yes, it was sure. like a flip-flop, really. <laughs> and then my number one was Loki.
1: Right. Yeah, Loki's amazing. Does
0: anyone argue with that?
1: No. Yeah. No, Loki is by far the best thing that they did in Phase 4, by far. Not phase only that, work. it set up everything that's going to happen going forward. Right. With the timeline splitting and, you know, now we've got the new bad in the, in the Marvel well, Cinematic Universe. That's the thing. Universe. If you
0: do a show right, you have. Yeah, they had six episodes, so that's... Like, you know, six hours, basically, of content where Uh they really made Loki a lovable character.
2: What was really satisfying about that was we saw the original Loki had his face turn, And then here's a different Loki, start him still as Mm -hmm. heel Loki, and he still makes his own different face turn. That was really satisfying.
0: I loved when he was watching the other movies on Netflix, uh, you know, like like watching himself get killed. And I was like, "Wait, this is the same. This is the same thing we watched." Like, right. was someone filming this? Uh, it's kind of right. interesting.
1: I I really enjoyed all the different Loki's that were in Loki. You had oh, classic yeah. Loki, Alligator Loki, Kate right. Loki, yeah. Sylvie. I mean,
0: Sylvie. <sighs> that's right. Uh, see more. Hopefully, they show up in Ant Man. That would be great. That would they got to show up at some point. I mean, it makes sense with Kang.
1: Kang. That's Kang. right. Yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah, so there you go. There's my Marvel phase four rankings. Um. So. I
1: think it's pretty good. I wouldn't quibble with too much. I might put Doc, Doctor Strange above Hawkeye, but that's probably about it.
0: Okay. But yeah, good. Well, there you have it. It's a good list. Hopefully phase five is uh, a lot better. <laughs> Less she hulky. less she honky let's yeah we could all hope for that all right let's talk 1992 yes reservoir dogs this i feel like this is the greatest example of crime doesn't pay that you could do in a movie tv show because everyone dies hey you want to you know you don't want your kids to grow up be criminals Let them watch this movie. Everyone (laughs) dies. You're dead. He's dead. They're dead. You're dead. Whatever.
1: Shit, if you don't want them to be cops, have them watch the movie too.
0: (laughs) Everyone dies but Mr. Pink, but he doesn't get a happy ending either.
2: No. This movie was just, there's a word visceral. Uh Uh-huh. Like this movie was just gross. Like everybody that does bad in this movie, just things are just uncomfortably bad for everybody
0: none of them are good people i mean god we had goodfellas come out in 1990 and then this two years later well i mean holy shit amazing by the way do you know how long this movie was
1: hour and a half yeah hour and a half
0: an hour and 40 minutes yeah no it was great because it left you wanting more it didn't need to be two and a half hours or three hours didn't even need to be two hours it was... I mean, that just shows you, like, we don't need these all these fucking movies.
2: Yeah, the movie... Not every
0: movie needs to be two and a half hours now. That's the average movie now. Yeah, yeah you watch true. it
2: now, and it's like, oh, shit, it's over.
0: It's over, yeah. and I want more. Right. And that's what a movie should do, is leave you... Not like having, like, well, here's every... We left every scene in. Here's the movie. hmm It's like, but black panther should not be two hours and 45 minutes it's way too long i could have cut an entire hour from that movie easily
1: right and in this movie like uh the only thing that i think you would cut is maybe the opening scene where they talk about tipping a waitress no 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 no
0: no 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 no, josh what you love that scene where they just go around talking about you mean one of the best scenes in movie history you need to tread lightly, Josh. Wait, this is well-known, Josh. Yes, it's an iconic opening scene. We've There's never no seen Tarantino before. This is his first, this is a directorial, uh, directorial debut, and he's also in the movie, and his first line is, let me tell you what Like a Virgin's about. And this is at the height of Madonna's parrot uh, of her, you know, fame, and he's basically just calling her a slut that gets fucked by a guy with a, a big cock. Right. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. So she could feel like she was a virgin again. No, exactly. I, I got that. Mr. But Pink's no tipping. Like, he's right, I, what he's saying. No,
1: it was fine, but I just, like, like I told you. I, Comparing
0: McDonald's workers to restaurant workers, he's like, well, why do we tip them but not them, you know?
1: Right. And if they didn't want to, if they wanted to make a job with higher money, they would just do another job and not be waitresses.
0: Well, that's, or whatever. That, well, that's where he's just becoming an asshole. But the point he's making about not tipping these people but tipping these people is is really good and it's it's also like the scam that they created so that restaurant like they don't pay their employees the customers pay the employees and that's bullshit
1: and maybe this is just me because i don't watch enough quentin tarantino movies or enough classic cinema or whatever but i it just it felt like i was starting the movie like in the middle of the movie and like you know i'm used to starting you know like in a good introduction to the characters. And
2: here it's just like, okay, they're just starting sitting around at a coffee table, just talking about bullshit. Well, Josh, we had this discussion during the movie every once in a while, someone comes along, whether it's an artist, a movie maker, a musician, and they make something that hasn't really been done before. And people don't initially know what to make of it, but you can't just say, Oh, well, this is weird. Fuck it. No, I it. didn't. I have
0: with you seen it? Pulp, Pulp you Fiction? It? You need to be I able have. to look Hold back on. on it. When did you see Pulp Fiction? It's been a long time. But yeah, see, these. you need to see these movies. Pulp Fiction is, is famous for just these characters having scenes talking about random shit because that's what people do in real life. That's true. Royale that's true. with cheese is another iconic line. That's from Pulp Fiction. But yeah, it's 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 characters. It tells you everything you need to know about Mr. Pink. Like, it, it tells you about who these characters are.
2: I I guess I see where you're going. Not, no, not I guess I see where you're going. No. Like, you either appreciate the work of art it is, or you don't. No. And I, I mean, I guess you don't, I, which is really I, sad. It's, yeah.
1: it's just like my first introduction to it. I'm not... I'm not used to this style of movie, so and it took a I'm, little bit to, it was jarring at
2: first. Right. But I got into it. Right, and that's why I'm saying it's sad because, like I said during the movie, I still remember the first time I saw this, I went to, I don't know, Blockbuster Hollywood Video and I was in high school or something, I yeah. rented this, and I took it home and watched it, and when the movie was over, credits roll, my reaction is, holy shit, what the fuck did I just see?
0: yeah holy shit same thing i was also in high school
2: at at the turn
1: that's what i was i felt like at the turn i was like oh oh fuck that's when i was locked in for the whole before the turn happened in the middle of the movie i was just i was kind of wandering but once that happened then i was locked in the rest of the movie
0: it also that scene revealed a few things for later that i'll tell you about okay that makes it even more interesting but yeah it's like josh i guess kind of feels like how me and Aaron felt in high school. So maybe that's just where we're at with Josh. Josh is in high school.
1: I, I just don't, no. wa- I don't watch these types of movies. You know, I, I, I'm i used to more s- simpler movies. Every Tarantino
0: movie, though, has characters doing this, where they're having a conversation and talking about something yeah. random, but something that's also interesting and funny. I
1: did like Hateful Eight. Oh, my God. I mean, that movie, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of That's comedy. the whole movie.
0: A lot. A lot. yeah. Uh, but yeah Stephen Wright did a great job as the DJ that they yes. kept going back to every time a song plays <laughs> I great. fucking love that it's Great, and the opening credits of them walking in slow motion to the little green bag song again like so much of this movie is just iconic and like it's just these things you remember even if you've seen the movie one time Uh, then hearing Mr. Orange screaming during the credits and uh Next thing you know, we're in the car. He's bleeding out in the car, and Harvey Keitel's trying to calm him down. He's like, I'm going to die. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Are you a doctor? <laughs> that was pretty good. He's like, say it. You're going to be okay. <laughs> say the goddamn fucking
1: words. Okay. Screaming at him. That was that was pretty good. I like that. I, not knowing what was coming, I was like, holy shit, they're going to kill Tim Roth off right in the middle, right, right in the
2: first scene? That's crazy. Well, again that's,
0: again, that's Tarantino, where he doesn't tell the story in order. And, and obviously, like, Pulp Fiction is the best example of it for sure.
2: And it's such a great example of just grabbing you by the dick immediately. Like you have this opening scene; all these guys are having some camaraderie. Everybody's cool. It's a funny sure. story. And then ten seconds later, holy shit, this guy's dying! Right? Like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck happened? I, I don't understand. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. No, it was it was a very. Let's see. That's where it was crazy because you got the slow intro. You go to credits, and then you get the the the. Dick grabbing, like oh Jesus Christ! Did Dick grabbing, you, like you know, Aaron was saying, it yeah. grabs well, you by I, the crotch.
0: You've seen *Inglorious Bastards* or no?
1: I've seen *Inglorious Bastards*. It's I mean, mean that Blast movie is a like a time.
0: 15 minute, just two two people talking about something, and then all of a sudden he murders everyone. It's such, it's so amazing because that. it it tricks you by giving you like it's such a long scene that you're like, okay, you're secure, nothing bad's gonna happen here. They're just talking, and then okay, I'm killing everyone. That's why that scene's amazing as well. But Holy I'll shit. jizz over that movie another day.
1: Does he do that in all his movies? Because I just recently watched Django. Well, as every well. Tarantino
0: movie is, he does something that surprises you. Yeah, he does the exact opposite of what you think is going to happen in yeah. every movie. Because
1: in Django, he's in that he's in that Tooth Fairy uh, uh, mobile, and he's like, "Be careful, friends!"
2: I'm, I'm, you know, and he's he's also real. He's the master at making you uncomfortable. There will yeah. be a scene where you're just like, oh God, please uh-huh. no, please oh, God no. Yeah, He's, every movie he does. Okay,
0: I can so see that. a minute later, like you know, he helps him in the warehouse, and Mr. White's like trying to comfort Mr. Orange. He's combing his hair in that scene. He whispers something to him, but like it's unintelligible. Like we can't hear it, and we still don't know what he said. And I don't think Tarantino's telling anyone. It's just one of those things. But however, in the French release, Mr. White says. You don't want a blowjob, by the way? And that's because Orange laughs after he whispers something. And I think it's interesting how in these different languages they change it. In the Italian dub, he says, do you want me to give you a handjob too? And then in the Spanish dub, it was, I'll comb your hair so you look handsome. (laughs) Like it's such a simple PG Wow, what a safe way to go there. Hey, you want a blowjob by the two while I comb your fucking hair? <laughs> you want a hand job, motherfucker? <laughs> I'll comb your hair so you look handsome.
1: <laughs>
0: it's like- That's pretty funny.
1: But no, it was a really intimate scene. It was nice. Yeah. It was like a father-son type of moment. Of course. You know, and me not knowing anything about the movie, for all I knew, this was a father-son type of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. There, there's been a lot of theories that Mr. White was... Like, in like physically in love with Mr. Arns, but I, I always saw it more as a father-son relationship. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. That was,
2: that was the heart of this movie. Yeah. The, the reason this movie works so well, that we're still talking about it now is their relationship during this movie mm-hmm. carries the whole thing.:
0: And how they showed it in the flashbacks and everything. it, it made you understand White stood up for him, why, why Mr. White stood up for him in the end? Uh, but Mr. Pink, uh, Steve Buscemi's my favorite performance in this movie. I know a lot of people like the fan, like the basic fan favorite is Mr. Blonde. But I always like Steve Buscemi the most because he's the one like that's really the only one trying to be professional here. And I also loved how um, he kept saying it. I I also loved how he immediately knew that one of them was a rat based on how fast the cops arrived. That's true. Yeah.
1: Which Which one was Tim Roth?
0: Tim Roth was Mr. Orange, the rat. I like Mr. Orange. That was my favorite. Uh yeah. I mean, he was. They all did a great job. Uh, so when they show the flashback of Mr. Pink running away from the cops, he pulls the woman out of the car out of the car and drives off. So the budget wouldn't cover police assistance for traffic control. So in that scene where he takes the woman out, drives off, like they had to. Like wait until the light turned green and then hurry everyone on there and like hurry hurry do it while the light is green, so that that was interesting. There's a lot of interesting facts that I'll be saying throughout, and then there's some that uh, I'll just talk about like after we're done.
1: Not not only that, when we were watching it, he shot off what 40 shots.
0: Yeah, no, it was like a thirty when he was shooting at the police. He was like, but that's in every movie.
1: It it made me laugh.
0: That's every movie, though. (laughs) I think John Wick's the only movie where he like reloads because he's always constantly reloading. But like, (sighs) well, it does look badass. Every every action movie, you know, your 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 fucking shooter has thirty bullets in (laughs) it. That's just movies. And movies also exaggerate uh, how loud guns are because they're not. They, put, no, that's, they, that's they put cannon blasts for gunshots in most movies.
2: What are we doing, John Wick?
0: Well, fuck, I mean. Before
1: John Wick Ford. We'll get there.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's true. You gotta do John Wick. Uh, then Mr. White, or Mr. Pink telling Mr. White, like, you know, I tagged a few cops, you, and he's like, just cops. And he says, no real people?
2: Oh, my God. That was one of my favorite lines in the movie. Yeah.
1: But like civilians, Jesus. but a different way to say
0: civilians. Well, no, you're saying no real people because they don't consider cops as like human beings because they obviously hate cops that's what that was saying there like these are guys with
2: kids and wives at home it's like oh no real people
0: see once josh mm. understands what the movie's about i think he'll like it maybe if we keep maybe. going
2: maybe, <laughs> maybe. we just have to explain it hard enough to- <laughs> listen, listen oh they don't like cops it's, it's right. going
1: farther and farther i got from it six. <laughs> we, we might hit a seven
0: okay are we at a six and a half? We're right at a now? 6.3. 6.3. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus.
1: We're, we're moving up, though. We're you would think up. this
0: guy is, could make his own fucking great film. Maybe I should. Maybe you should. Maybe I should. So, mister, I think you're just used to watching so much city wrestling that you become like a cynic to everything else. Maybe I have. I That might be what it is. This is the MJF of uh, of rest, like you know, of movies. Well, listen... This is like an MJF promo, this whole movie.
1: Before we started this podcast, I didn't really watch a ton of movies. And then this year, I've had to watch a lot of movies, and most of the movies have been dog shit. (laughs) It's true. Have been complete dog shit. Okay? So, like, my judge of movies has been up and down a bit. Yeah, so
0: don't take it seriously. (laughs) But then we got Mr. Blonde showing up while Pink and White were fighting, holding a drink. So Mr. Blonde murdered a bunch of people in the jewelry store, which we find out later. And then after that, he went and got fast food. <laughs> that did seem like it would fit his character. Which is, yeah, I mean, that's what psychopaths do, right?
1: I, I will say, I did like how it seemed like every few minutes, like another person would keep coming well, to the door. The movie so that is, is kind of the neat. movie
0: is like a play. Yeah, it's you. You can yeah. do this movie as a yes. play. Uh, Tarantino's even said it's it's written like a play because it's just really this one scene, and right. yeah, there are flashbacks, but really the movie takes place in one location. For eighty percent of the movie,
2: I have always thought Madsen was one of the greatest, scariest villains in all of movie history. In this movie, this guy was a fucking train wreck. Yeah, he was the worst. Yep, he was horrible. He was terrifying. Super creepy. Really? Yet he He only only did like. Did you not watch the same movie that he only did like two terrible things? Yeah, sure. He walked like
1: a a cycle. He only did two
2: terrible things. He, with zero, with zero no emotion emotion or reaction, cut a guy's ear off yeah. and dance. I've seen a lot more terrifying things. And it wasn't just the cutting off the ear scene, just the way he was carrying himself. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. fucking terrifying. It did
0: remind like, me of like another, American Psycho. Like this is just another day for me. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, he's, he's dancing the music again. We'll get there. But first we have Mr. Blonde's flashback scene, which was great showing that him and nice again it's so important to the story it shows that blonde and nice guy eddie were like basically best friends busting each other's balls wrestling in in joe's office and everything oh, right. mm-hmm. and then uh nice guy eddie's line later like when they go back when we go back to the warehouse and they're like you know why are you beating on the fucking cop and he's and and he's like oh maybe we could tell us who the rat is and he goes if you beat this guy long enough, he'll tell you who started the Chicago fire. But that don't make it fucking so. It's very true. Very and it true. reminds me of, this is just a quick side thing. When Jesse Ventura was on Piers Morgan's like show like 10 or so years ago, when Piers Morgan was like, no, they got the Al-Qaeda leader and he confessed. And he said, they waterboarded him. For 72 hours straight. (laughs) And he goes, I got news for you, Pierce. If they waterboarded you 72 hours, you'd confess. And it's like, yeah. He's like, that's why you can't do torture. Like, because the person will tell you anything to make it stop. Oh, Jesse. Hogan is the head of Al (laughs) Qaeda. God, he's amazing. So yes, then we have the best scene in the movie. Mr. Blonde torturing the cop to stuck in the middle with you. And this is the scene that caused so many people to walk out of the theater, despite the fact that they don't even show the ear no. being cut off.
1: No, they didn't even show the face of the guy. You know, you think you'd show like a close up of the of the guy's face while he's getting his ear cut off. So this
0: is your lack of just knowledge that is just you're vomiting it right into the microphone by saying this. Why? Because that's like what a shitty horror movie would do. You just show the guy going ah! And you, they filmed scene of him hacking the ear off, but like Tarantino felt it would be more powerful having the camera pan away. It's literally the movie telling the audience you don't want to see this. Yeah, I'm saving yes. you from seeing this scene. That's how fucked up it is. No, yes.
1: I agree. That's what I was saying. Like for an audience, you didn't even get to see that. So I mean, I don't understand why you would walk out.
0: Uh, sure, but that just shows you how powerful the scene is. That just hearing him screaming and you knowing what's going on scares the shit out of you yeah like you could do horror movies where it's just like oh the monster's there but if you anticipate it and and they build up i mean that's why jaws was so scary at the time they barely showed the fucking thing it's true i mean signs had one of the best scenes in any horror movie and i'm not a horror buff by any means but the scene where they're just filming and you're waiting for the alien to walk across and you're like oh fuck oh fuck Oh, fuck. And then he walks across you like, oh, fuck. Like, it's, a, <laughs> and it's just a guy in an alien costume. And they made that horrifying. That's what this scene did for people. It's, it's so fucking powerful. It's like, yeah. holy shit. You don't want to watch this. Trust me. And then I, I love the long take of Blonde walking out of the warehouse, getting the gasoline from his car. and The music fades out. But when he comes back in inside, the, mu- the music's back. That was all one long take.
1: Right. That nah, was fun.
0: And when he's throwing the fucking gasoline on him I'm like, I wonder how gasoline being poured into your open wound would feel.
1: It's it's bad.
0: Oh, you know about this? Well,
1: I've had like a cut on my hand and and you know, I've had gas accidentally have gas come on my hand and it's very painful.
0: You had gas come on your hand?
1: Yeah, sometimes when you're when you're taking the the the, you know, the nozzle the nozzle out and some gas flings on it and yeah it's very bad
0: i mean i imagine it's way worse when your ears cut off yeah no it's a lot bigger just telling
1: you just a little bit is painful i can only imagine what a lot is a lot would be really bad
0: yeah so then we have the fucking twist and reveal as mr orange empties his clip on mr blonde right before he burns the cop alive i was
1: i was stoked i was like holy shit (laughs) because i thought that motherfucker was dead
0: yeah. You it's didn't crazy. see him coming as the rat? No. Didn't see it coming at all. Yeah. So neither did I. I when I saw Nobody that for did. the first time, my jaw hit the floor. Nobody did. No one did. He's like, look at, listen to me, Marvin Nash. I'm a cop. And then the cop asked Mr. Orange. He's like, Freddie, how do I look? And Orange, he just starts laughing at him. He's was like, I? well, your ear's off.
2: Was I the only one watching this movie where, so Tim Roth is doing this super- undercover super secretive thing Mm -hmm. and some random cop that gets kidnapped in the middle of a thing he shows like oh yeah hey i know you yeah i know you what yeah that what
0: because he's a cop too well (laughs) it's it's a small
2: world in l.a (laughs) Well, well no. he said,
0: he's, he explained it, you know, like...
2: Well, right, but shouldn't they have brought in a guy from out of town that none of the cops know? Yeah. No, like, wouldn't I'm that have you. been the smarter move?
0: Yeah. Well, this movie, is anyone smart in this movie? No. Well, well not only
1: <laughs> not only that, so he's undercover, but yet they have to wait for the for the big final boss to come in, well, but for the o-
0: cops to come in? It's okay if, if the cop knows who the cop is. That does not really not an issue.
1: Sure, but you got a man dying on the ground and, like, no, we have to wait for the big final baddie to come in. For, That's the whole point. They want to catch
0: Joe Cabot. Yeah. I mean, in any movie where they use fucking spies, like, yes, they'll sacrifice those cops to get the fucking bad guy. That's departed. That's every fucking movie where they use undercover agents.
1: Right. I don't think they would do that. The LA Police Department, though. Maybe the FBI. I don't know about the.
0: LAPD. They ha- they use undercover people.
1: I don't know if they would let them be sacrificed as as lambs.
0: Um. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is
1: it's my my opinion. Yeah. My Josh opinion.
0: has a lot of uh you know. He you used to work as one, right? You were an LA cop. I was not. Well, then don't talk about like you know things when I, you don't. I do have an uncle <laughs> that's a Secret Service agent. A who? An uncle that's a Secret Service agent. And what? he told you this. That's maybe, not, I don't think maybe, so, Josh.
1: Maybe, maybe. I know things.
0: <laughs> he tells everyone, I'm a secret agent. Yep, I'm a secret. I'll be back, guys. I'm going to miss Christmas this year. I'll be back. I'm a secret service agent. Maybe. maybe. Just <laughs> Josh. Just, just saying. Just saying. <laughs> me too. I'm a secret. Yeah, and I do a podcast. But no, the. I, I know you're not. <laughs> how do you know? Maybe this is my cover. You don't. You've never seen me do my real job. Have you? So, yeah, uh, I like more of these lines where the cop's like, you know, he
1: cuts my ear off. I'm fucking deformed.
0: And then Freddie's like, fuck you. I'm fucking dying here. <laughs> they're, they're like basically arguing over like who has it worse. <laughs> Such a great. Fucking scene.
1: No, it was really cool. Like, you know, you got to see Tim Roth, like, you know, he's trying to prop himself up on the gun to yeah. try to get up, Yeah, you know, and he just ultimately falls back on the floor, just kind of slowly accepting his situation. Tim Roth sold it so yes. hard in oh, this yeah. movie of it was- how,
2: how in agony he was.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It was great. Because apparently that's very painful. I hope I never feel that. But there is, a, in the first scene, there is a major clue in the first scene, that Mr. Orange is the rat. When Joe asks who didn't throw in for the tip, he goes, who didn't throw in? Mr. Orange says, Mr. Pink. Oh. I didn't uh, notice that. When he asks, who didn't throw in? Mr. Orange ratted out, Mr. Pink. Uh He tattletailed. That was the big clue in the first scene. I didn't notice that. That he was the rat all along. And I didn't realize that either. I read all this shit on IMDb. But like yeah. <laughs> that
1: That's that's pretty meta. That's pretty meta.
0: I mean, that's when that's movies are the best when there's little things like that where it's like, "Oh, you weren't paying attention?" Cuz there's so many movies that have twists and it's like, "Oh, you pick up Sometimes you do pick up on the clues, but that's that one is so fucking subtle but so perfect at the same time." You know what? We're up to
1: 6.5 now. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay.
0: Thank God. Thank God, Josh. Oh man. Uh, but then uh Holdaway teaching Mr. Orange how to act was great because Tarantino in every in almost every movie he makes, he teaches the audience something about filmmaking. Um oh. in Pulp Fiction it was he was telling he was uh it was Samuel Jackson telling John Travolta what a pilot is. Um even in Glorious Bastards he he, he teaches the audience about uh just like film in general and um, why it's flammable and everything like that. Interesting. Okay. He does that in almost all of his movies, so I like that. And then we have Orange pla- uh, practicing his lines and then literally walking into the next scene where he tells the fake story. And the fake story is so good because it's interesting and it also tell told Joe, the boss, that, look, I can be cool as a cucumber in the most tense situations. Right. Because it showed Joe being, shit. he was like, yeah, you you know what I handle that situation. Shit your pants and dive right in. And then he lights a cigar.
1: I, I love that. That's, uh, you know, because they kind of show like a fake flashback. Yeah. Where he's walking into the bathroom and right. you have all the cops staring at him. Yeah. It's really cool. And then the cops just go back to telling their stupid story. It's, right. it's really funny. He's like, like, I'm going to
0: shoot you in the face. <laughs> uh, but then when uh, Orange tells Holdaway, he's like, you remember the Fantastic Four? The Thing. Motherfucker looks just like the thing it's like i can't really fucking does it.
1: i can't unsee it he's now. like the human
0: <laughs> version of the thing <laughs> holy shit uh then we have orange talking to himself in the mirror to like hype himself up like before he goes and meets with them mm-hmm. i thought that was really good i was always kind of annoyed that he was listening to like a dolly parton song in his apartment i was like why would he be listening okay whatever maybe just had the music on i don't know big dolly parton fan I mean, another interesting fact was his apartment they filmed that scene in that warehouse. It was on the second floor. And they had and they just like made this random room look like an apartment. So
2: that was like upstairs?
0: That was upstairs in the warehouse.
1: Oh, so oh. where the, where they were filming the bloodbath down below? Yeah. That's funny. That's right. Cool. I like that.
0: But it was like, well, we can make this look like an apartment cuz again, the budget was pretty low. Um and then we have uh, them in the car nice guy telling the story of the woman gluing her boyfriend's dick to his belly and <laughs> And again, characters talking about something random was something like Tarantino made popular. Now everyone does this. Maybe they, they don't do it as well. No. And Tarantino was on Joe Rogan's podcast uh, earlier this year. And Rogan asked him, like, do you feel like people ripped you off? He was like, no, no. It just, it made my movies look even better because I did it better. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And then another favorite scene of mine was, was Joe explaining the mission to the boys and giving them their names. Hated names. Uh, you know, Mr. White, Mr. Pink, Mr. Or, uh, Mr. Blonde, Mr. Brown, Mr. Blue, and Mr. Pink. Well, why am I Mr. Pink? And I'm not going to repeat what he said. but Oh, thank God. I was just about um, to say. That whole thing's great because he's like, well, how, you want to trade, you know, if you don't care? And he's like, no one's trading with anybody. Well,
1: it was nice because he actually had reasons why. Yeah. Like, you know, on one job before, three people argued about who's <laughs> going to be Mr. Black. Everyone so wanted to be Mr. That. Black,
0: but nobody knew each other, so they didn't know one back down. <laughs> no, no, I pick. You're Mr. Pink. He's like, but Mr. Mister Pink sounds like Mr. Pussy. He's like, I'll just be Mr. Purple. You're not Mr. Purple. Another guy at a different job is Mr. Purple. You're Mr. Pink. <laughs> That's funny, And then Harvey Cattell's like, who cares what your name is? He's like, yeah, you're Mr. White. You have a cool fucking name. <laughs> I love that. That was like in the trailer for the movie Uh, was like that one scene. Because the movie wasn't marketed uh, a lot at all. But like in one of the trailers, like that scene was like the entire trailer pretty much. Mm. Uh, then we have uh, another flashback of White mentoring Orange. And again, it was a great way to show how they bonded. Um, then later Orange watched White shoot, uh, those two cops and he was just like, fuck. And that's also where they like basically kill off Tarantino, like almost off screen really. Like we see that his head is bleeding yeah. and he crashed into a car. Apparently like the cops shot him in the head. But he was still conscious for, like, a few more seconds.
1: <laughs> like like a chicken with their head cut off just running Pretty around? Much.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but that scene of uh, Mr. White shooting the cops in the car is, like, directly taken from City on Fire, which Tarantino has, um, like, uh, people have pointed out that before, that he, like, stole some of the story. And he's he actually finally admitted to it that he's like, I did take some aspects of that movie, but... But, like, yeah, I took, like, basically two scenes and, and did a different movie. And it's true, but, but yeah, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Then we finally see how Orange got shot, uh, trying to jack that woman's car. She shoots him. He shoots her, fatally killing her.
1: Just like a cop would do. Got it.
0: And, again, by telling the story out of order, in the beginning of the movie, when they first enter the warehouse, Orange is telling Mr. White, she had a baby, ma'am. She had a baby. No, but this he is- He was talking of, about that woman because there was a car seat in the back.
2: Yeah, but this is one of the great parts mm. of the movie though is because on a, in a regular movie, oh, well, the cop would never shoot an innocent woman. Yeah, but but, sure. but in this movie, he gets shot by some woman and his immediate-
0: Instinct. Reaction,
2: instinct is shoot her back. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit, I just got killed and I just murdered an innocent woman. But that's what would happen. 6.7. Just re- just human reaction. Mhm.
0: But yeah, and then him saying like she had a he's crying about you don't know what he he's he's just saying like she had a baby she had a baby and we're like what the fuck is that? Makes sense? Yeah? Yeah. And then uh Orange tells uh you know Eddie comes back and Orange tells Eddie that you know Mr. blom was going to burn the cop alive and but then Eddie just he's like, "Oh, this cop <laughs> oh my god It's like well yeah of course we have to kill him uh, yeah like he fucking saw our faces
2: after all of that after all of that oh this cop
0: and orange thought he was gonna get away with it by telling this story that blonde was gonna kill all of them and take the diamonds for himself but what he didn't know was that eddie and blonde were best friends it's something mr orange didn't know but the audience didn't that's what makes it great as right. well And Eddie's like He could have fucking walked All he had to do was say my dad's name You're telling me that this man Who did four years for my father He's just gonna decide Out of the fucking blue To rip us off why don't you tell me what really happened oh you're in your element oh I know this is great I mean right <laughs> now I'm just like right it's just like <sighs> I'm holding it in right now but basically that's me as of right now I need to scoot over some <laughs> maybe <laughs> he might get some on you so finally Joe shows up and he's like what the hell for it's all bullshit and he, he tells you know them that he knows that orange is the rat because he's the only one that he wasn't 100% on however Mr. White who sees Orange as a son now defends him, and we have ourselves a spaghetti western, which Tarantino loves to do. And Joe shoots Orange, White shoots Joe, shoots Joe, Eddie shoots White, and then White shoots Eddie.
1: And then, yep. Then Steve Buscemi, it's like, is it all clear?
0: Everyone comes up on oh, the stage.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: beautiful.
0: Well, before Fuck right before they beautiful. shoot each, I mean, the whole scene was so tense because you're like, what the fuck's gonna happen? And the most likely scenarios either no one shoots each other or everyone shoots each other. Right. That's the only way those two things go down. I, I always like in movies where like especially face off, which I love face off, but they have the guns. They're this close to each other and they're pointing the gun. It's like, well, in real life, some, whoever's first is going to fucking shoot the trigger. Like in reality, they mm-hmm. both just shoot each other in the face because, of course, you're not going to trust that the other guy is not going to shoot you. But, uh, yeah, they all shoot each other. And with everyone down, Mr. Pink grabs the diamonds and leaves the uh, warehouse. But the cops do show up. And uh, according to Tarantino, Mr. Pink does survive. And I've gone back and done this, and you could do it too. But you, if you turn the volume up all the way, and it'll get really loud because there's other shit. But you could hear in the background the cops showing up. Mm-hmm. And they're telling Mr. Pink to freeze. And he tries, well, first Mr. Pink tries to start his car, but then the cops show up, they tell him to freeze, and they end up, like, shooting him and then, like, arresting him. That's what you could hear in the background if you turn the volume all the way up.
1: I heard the gunfire. I didn't hear the arresting parts. I just figured it was a shootout. Yeah. I just
2: assumed he got away. I guess I'm just an idiot.
0: Well, no, I didn't know this until I went online. Like, I did this years ago, but I didn't know. And then I went back and I turned the volume up, and I'm like, Oh shit! Yeah, like you can kind of hear it. You didn't hear
2: the shootout today when, when after the after the movie. Well, I mean, I was kind of focusing on Harvey Keitel, exactly what was going on there. My mind was not on Buscemi at all. I just assumed he got away.
0: Mister White basically cradling Orange in his arms as if he is his son, but then Orange feels obligated to tell him that he's a cop. And a lot, and people have also been like, "Well, why would he tell him? You know, if he just waited a few seconds." He would have lived, but it's like, no, in that moment, like, he felt obligated. He had to tell him.
2: He felt obligated. And holy shit, Harvey Keitel, in that moment, when after all of that, all of that, and then he finds out Tim Roth is the fucking rat, like, he's just just like, he's like, oh, my my
0: God. Because he's like, I have to kill this guy who I loved. And yeah, Jesus puts the... Puts the gun to Orange's head as the cops bust in. God, don't fucking do it. We're going to blow you away. It's and then... So fucking good. White shoots Orange in the head and the cops shoot white. Cut to black. Put the lime in the coconut and pick it But what's so great about that final shot... It's actually a very long take. What's so great is like, you hear cops, you don't see them. You hear the gunshots, you don't see them. Like, you just see... Harvey Keitel, like, slowly roll over and out of frame. Like, what a perfect fucking ending. And again, the first time I saw it, I was like, what the fuck was that? Because I've never seen a movie just end in the middle of a scene like that. But that's it. The story has been told. That's all you need to know. That's
2: it. Yeah. This movie is... So I'm I'm not sure how into music you you guys are, but a common thing with bands is... With a debut album... They spend their whole lives writing their first album. And then a lot of bands, they just, you know, they never do anything after that. But right. that's, that's the whole story about why a lot of bands have a great first album is you spend your whole life writing your first album, and then you've got a couple of years to write your next one. He spent his whole life writing this movie. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, he's still made amazing fucking movies after this. Yeah. It really feels like one of those movies. Like, he just spent his whole life writing this fucking thing. This
1: was his first
0: First. movie?
2: Oh, wow. Yes.
0: Yeah, this is the movie that made him. Hmm. He was made after that.
1: Impressive. Okay.
0: He's done so many interviews. Uh, This one was, like, from maybe five, six years ago, where a fan was like, you know, what would you... What advice... Would you give to a young filmmaker like myself who wants to become a writer, director in Hollywood, and he said, make reservoir dogs. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: and he's like, so if you
0: make a kick-ass movie, like it doesn't matter who you are, people will want to see it. And
2: <clears throat> this was like his um this and clerks were kind of the same thing. Kevin Smith's clerks. It yes. wasn't necessarily a huge box office hit, but everybody fucking saw this and knew about it
0: the only difference was tarantino and we're gonna get into the facts now but tarantino was set to make this film with a bunch of friends but um fuck what's his uh his friend's name uh that he also produced the movie with his friend was like dude give me like four months to try to get something going with this lawrence bender yes lawrence bender He's like, give me, like, four months to try to get, you know, someone to back this and get a budget. Because Tarantino was going to make it with his friends. That's what Kevin Smith did. He did just make Clerk with a bunch of friends. So, like, this is what Tarantino was going to do. But then one day, Tarantino received a call from Harvey Keitel asking if he could not only be in the film, but help produce it. And then Keitel helped raise the budget to $1.5 million.
1: Hmm. Well, so, like... This is Yelts Guy's favorite movie.
2: It didn't seem like it did very well in the box office.
1: It did
0: not, not well, in the US.
2: Well, that's what I just said. It was it was clerk, so it wasn't a huge box box office success, but people saw it. Word got out, yeah. word of mouth spread. Video.
0: Yeah. They rented it after that. Yeah. People
2: found out about it. And then by the next movie, then he was a big hit. Yep. Interesting.
0: Uh, yeah, also, uh, Tarantino, oh, the, the budget was low that, uh, so low that many of the actors were asked to bring their own clothing as wardrobe. Uh, Tarantino was originally going to play Mr. Pink and he was like set on, like he wrote this role for himself. And when Steve (laughs) Buscemi auditioned, he told him the only way you could wrestle this role away from me was to do a killer audition. And I mean, he's Steve fucking Buscemi, right? So he got it. Uh, Robert Kurtzman did the special makeup effects for free on the condition that Tarantino write a script from uh, write a script for from Dust Till Dawn based on a story by Kurtzman. Interesting. So Kurtzman, I guess, had like the idea or the short story, and he's like, make this a movie. Thank God.
2: That's a whole nother day.
0: I know. Wow.
2: <laughs> a lot of favors I, in this movie. Have absolutely. you seen Dust Till Dawn? I think I've seen some of it. So no, is that every movie with you? I think I've seen some of it.
0: I don't think he retains m- movies. Yeah, that might be it. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Maybe. we need to do it from Dust till dawn one day. Of course. Oh, we're gonna trust me. We're gonna get to every. Oh my god, that's awesome one with Tarantino, Looney, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've seen some of it. Salma Hayek. Puts her foot in Tarantino's mouth.
1: Scary though, right? About vampires or or
0: Uh, ghosts or something? Well, have you seen the scene when when Salma Hayek puts her foot in Tarantino's mouth? I mean, for God's sakes, I came! Yeah. (laughs) I don't doubt it.
2: I don't doubt it. (laughs) There were more things him. in the movie than some... Well,
0: I mean, look, it's a great movie. <laughs> in somebody's mouth. But, but there's look. a best scene in every movie, right? I mean... <laughs> well,
1: that's, that's why I was like, how is this a Quentin Tarantino movie? I didn't see any feet in this movie.
0: Well, no, there's no women in the movie.
2: <laughs> and technically, it wasn't a Tarantino movie.
0: Uh, oh, he's talking... Well, he's talking about Dust Till Dawn. Right. Uh, no, I was talking He was talking about Reservoir Dogs. that there was no feet yeah. okay. Okay. But moving on, uh Tarantino also wanted James Woods to be in the film, but Wood's agents, uh Woods' agents, uh turned it down without even asking uh James Woods.
2: As who? Who would he have been?
0: Uh one of the I don't I don't maybe Mr. White, I'm not sure. I don't know. Not as Joe. Not as Joe, because he was still I mean, this was early nineties. He wasn't that old yet. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Uh, Lawrence Tierney who played Joe was arrested for allegedly pulling a gun on his nephew oh my god during filming like in between (laughs) (laughs) like not while they were filming but like in the period right and according to Tarantino Tierney was taken from his bail arraignment to the set like literally okay well there you go and also Tarantino and Tierney constantly clashed on set Tarantino was like constantly firing him for being unprofessional (laughs) And the cast was like, very also annoyed at Tierney because he was forgetting his lines a lot.
1: Is is that why uh, uh, Steve Buscemi kept on going? I'm just trying to be professional. Yeah, <laughs> the that
0: movie. was uh, that was just uh, Buscemi yelling that, <laughs> and they kept it in the movie. Also, this is something I really wish would have happened. Nicholas Cage was considered for Nice Guy Eddie.
2: What did you imagine? What? This is the first I'm hearing of this. Yeah. Holy shit. Can you imagine? Are you telling me
0: <laughs> that my best friend, who did four years for my father, oh hello? My, oh,
2: my God. He's <laughs> going to
0: decide to
2: rip us off. Oh, my
0: God. My God.
1: That would have been pretty good. It'd be amazing.
0: Yeah. And also, Samuel L. Jackson auditioned for the role of uh, Hold Away, but didn't get it. But that's okay, because he ended up working with Tarantino more than anyone.
1: Uh, I saw this interesting fact. Uh, so, where is it? Apparently, where is it? Uh huh. Oh no, I just had it. Uh, apparently, the uh, the guy who cut off the the ear. What, what's his name?
0: Madsen. Michael
1: Madsen. Madsen. No, but his character. Mister Blonde. Mister Blonde. He is actually related to um,
0: Vincent Vega. Vincent Vega from, from Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's basically something everyone knows if you've seen these movies.
1: Maybe there's some people that might not make the connection. I didn't make the connection. Well, yeah, I've you seen haven't seen fiction. these movies. I've seen Pulp Fiction. but don't, Do you remember
2: anything from it? I remember... Let me guess. I remember Let the scary parts, unfortunately. Let me guess. You've seen a couple parts? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I remember bits and
2: pieces. I remember bits no. and pieces.
1: No, I, I, I oh, do geez. remember that movie. I remember the stabbing. I remember the the before we the watched the masks
0: before we watched Reservoir Dogs. Josh was like, "Yeah, I remember certain things like Steve Buscemi dying." I said, "Well, you haven't seen the well, movie." Well, all right, Josh, you didn't, you didn't see the movie.
1: Well, for sure. Afterwards, I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess Steve Buscemi did not." Die. So,
0: speaking of the Vega brothers, uh, Tarantino said that he was planning to do a spin off movie with the both of them. But they ended up just aging out of their characters, unfortunately.
2: Oh my God, Can you fucking imagine? I know. Can you fucking imagine? It would have been so fucking great. Oh, we
0: got robbed. We did. Jesus. <laughs> uh, but all right, that's, that's all the interesting facts I found. Uh, let's do fan questions. Pull this up here. Here we go. All right. Omar says, this isn't Waterworld. Reservoir Dogs is pretty great, though. Review Waterworld next, since you and Josh (laughs) never watched it. Give it a chance. It's not scary. Universal Studios dedicated an entire show to it at the Hollywood Park, and it's the number one live show in the world. In the world?
2: Hey. Live show? I have seen Waterworld. Yeah. Don't give it a chance. Yeah, I I don't Don't. plan on it.
0: Nope. I don't. I'm sorry, Omar. Nope. But come on. We can't go from Reservoir Dogs to Waterworld. That's just not gonna happen. No,
2: I even saw that as a kid, and not even my member berries. No, nope. <laughs> Kevin Costner.
0: <laughs> nope. Amir, one of the best swerves of all time, and uh, also I only realized Tim Roth was playing in this after watching She-Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> oh God!
1: That's pretty much how Ooh. I realized it too. I was like, oh shit. That's an abomination.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Pop Culture Junkie, one of my all-time favorite films. I wish we could have had the Vega Brothers spinoff movie. Uh, Yeah, spoiler alert, they both die in those films, but uh, we could have definitely seen a prequel showing the brothers at a younger... Yeah, I mean, of course, that was the plan. Another interesting scene uh, is the scene between Joe and Mr. White when they mentioned Bama, which is a reference to the uh, Patricia Arquette character, Alabama in True Romance. Uh, Tarantino definitely had his multiverse way ahead of the times.
1: <laughs>
0: it's true. He does. That's awesome. Yeah. Everything's connected. Carlos Ramirez just said woof. So I guess he was excited. Uh, Rizzler, two of the best scenes of all time Mr. Pink's no tipping scene. Yep. And Mr. Blonde's dance scene as he tortured the cop. What a great movie and soundtrack.
1: Yep. It was a good movie for sure.
0: Louis Ogas, Steve Buscemi's greatest speech about tipping. See, they're just mentioning that.
1: Everyone likes to tipping. It's true
0: speech.
2: Did Steve Buscemi steal this movie a little bit?
0: For me, he did. I, he was my favorite character. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Andy Bacconi, uh, where is your best spot to hide diamonds? <sighs>
2: where would you hide diamonds?
0: It's got to be in an addict. I yeah, what think. Do you, That's like the most likely spot. I right?
1: don't have cubby holes that you can just hide things the in. The cops
0: are going to check your house. They're going to find the fucking diamonds in your attic. You got to hide it somewhere else. You know what you Remember do. Remember Better Call Saul where he hid the fucking... Where did he hid that money in a random spot? I right. have it. I have it. I know what you do. Okay, because I've seen oh, this. Yeah, it's an epic fail. No,
1: no, know. no, no, no. Cause I've seen this because I, oh, I no. told you I have an uncle that's a secret service agent. Yeah. So here you, you keep go. Saying that, Josh? What you do is you get uh you get a, a box like a like a box that says like a high voltage or something like that. A high and voltage and you stick box. it on a telephone pole. That way you know no one is ever going to check it. God damn it, Josh. And you just put it in there. That's bam. Bam. Did
0: your secret service uncle told you about this? Maybe. By the way, Josh, when you're in the secret service, you don't tell anyone. Maybe. That's yeah. the other thing.
1: No, it's not. I'm sure your uncle's a great guy. Secret.
0: Maybe I think he's just been fucking with Josh for like 30 years. <laughs> he Fuck told you. Did he tell you when you were like 4 years old? Cuz like that's something that I could see me telling like some of my nieces and nephews like yeah, because I, I would I would just tell them like I'm Batman and they'd be like, you're, no, you're not. Josh, no, I'm Batman. You're
1: not allowed to not tell people you're not you're in the Secret Service. It's not, it's not a secret. Josh. Josh. What? No. Josh. He
2: doesn't guard the president.
0: Did you mean like social security? Like, no. is that what
2: he's in? No. Josh, here's what's happened to you. Sure. When I was a kid, when I was like four years old, I remember my parents taking me to somebody's house. Sure. And there was a giant hole in their yard yeah and this dude we went to go see he was like oh yeah a meteor hit our yard <laughs> and for years i had this weird memory in my head finally when i was like 25 yeah. i asked my mom like why do i have this memory of a meteor hitting and she was like oh yeah this fucking asshole they were putting in a pool and he, he was just fucking with you that's what i thought it was a you, meteor Josh. the whole time. No, I didn't think that, but I had this weird memory and I finally asked the
0: question. Oh. Josh is like, no, my uncle stopped the Cold War. That's like the, he, he did it. Did That's stop my the point, is you're not
2: asking the question. He did Josh. not stop the Cold War.
0: No. No. Okay. He did not. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is from Oh Hey. Didn't see you there. Oh hey. Uh has Josh been having nightmares after watching that ear cutting scene? Hashtag put someone on the line. Hashtag
1: be. There is no nightmares because you don't see it. Yeah. I, I will say it was pretty graphic when he turned and you could see his fucking earless head. That was pretty fucking gruesome.
0: Yeah. mikey too crikey how about a show where you give your opinions on movies with uh, open to interpretation endings? Uh, Inception, Total Recall, Eyes Wide Shut, Prestige. Well, we're going to Probably get to three of those movies eventually. You want to
1: see me confused? I'll watch me have seen oh, one of those. God, that, that and a lot Josh of those. Josh
0: watching Inception.
2: That and a Ooh. lot of those are kind of like it's not really open to interpretation. It's kind of
0: Inception is, and so is Prestige, Total Recall. The director flat out says it. If you any watch any of his interviews,
1: I love Total Recall.
0: But in Inception is yeah, is he dreaming or is he awake? You know that's why the fucking thing. Uh, the last shot, obviously,
2: right?
1: Don't spoil it. I'm not, I'm not gonna say
0: the Rizzler. Your thoughts on rating Tarantino's best five? Um, that's interesting because I think Aaron asked me this earlier. Uh, well, we don't do top fives anymore, but he's got Inglorious Bastards, Pulp Fiction, Wizard- uh, Reservoir Dogs, Kill Bill One and Two, and then Django.
1: <gasps> no hateful eights.
0: Oh, wow, no that's eight. an
1: invalid list. Stop.
0: Josh, I mean, yeah, Painful like.
1: Eight is my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. Mock me all you want, Josh, and I will. God damn yeah. it!
0: Of course you would pick the worst one. Hateful uh,
1: Eight, the Django, and it's
0: Django. Me. You freaking racist white person. Django,
2: and then probably Inglorious Bastards, if I can remember all of it. So now that we're done with this, what is your rating for this movie? Out of 10.
1: Seven, probably. Seven.
2: Yeah. No, it, it's, listen. It, he didn't we, get it. it we it. had to twist his arm to get a seven. It's I better guess. than average. It's not great. But it's a, it's a, good, it's <laughs> a good movie. <laughs> it's, not, it's a good movie.
1: I, quote Josh <laughs> I'm Reese. never going to watch it again. <laughs> quote Josh Reese. Stupid, it's not great. Stupid, 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 stupid. That's it. I love the acting. I love the acting. I love the acting. Don't love the movie. It's not great. It's too choppy for me. It's too choppy.
0: Too choppy? Too choppy. choppy. What does that even mean? You
1: start in the middle. You're going backwards and forwards. I like just my straight movies that go from beginning to end. I'm so angry. Except for *Hateful Eight. That one's amazing.
0: That one's pretty much beginning to end. Exactly. Just anything, you know, it hurts Josh's brain to watch these movies. He That's does. the point. I've
1: got to go backwards and forwards and then remember what happened in the middle. Oh, then I'm going backwards again. And just, he gets oof, confused,
0: guys. Oof. It's not his fault.
1: Yeah, and you want me to watch Inception? Get the fuck out of here. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's yeah. a good point.
0: That might just have to be a Andrew and Aaron podcast. Maybe so. Probably. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Inglorious Bastards and Reservoir Dogs, like, are probably my one and two right now. But I there's Five that I love. It's those two, Kill Bill one and two, Django, um, and and I do love Pulp Fiction as well. But yeah, I mean to to rank these movies is
2: it's uh, really hard because you can make a case for any of any of them, four or five of them. My my personal would probably be this and Kill Bill Volume One. Yeah, but I mean I don't think there's a wrong answer. It's <clears throat> right. it's like five tens. It's I mean you're splitting.
0: Mike Dawes thoughts on Tarantino acting in his own movies. Uh, I mean, he had a very small role in this. I thought he did a good job. He was good in Pulp Fiction. I mean, yeah, he's not the best actor in the world, obviously, but he does a good job in his movies. Uh, Pop culture junkie said his cameo in Desperado and Death Proof were great, and he should have cameos in in his. He should have more cameos in his films. Have you seen? um, Oh fuck, Little Nicky. He was in Little Nicky. He plays the blind preacher. Interesting. that's right you make the lord very nervous oh my god i forgot about yeah. that
2: interesting that's great he's awesome i totally forgot about
0: that uh tyrone grizz at the end uh can you hear the cops in the background taking out mr white yeah i mean we talked about that earlier you gotta or taking out mr pink sorry but yeah uh just turn the volume up go back and watch it uh pop culture junkie pushfire Berry, christopher Walken's gold watch speech in that's pulp good. fiction that's good Christoph Waltz Jew Hunter speech in *Inglorious Bastards*, Ooh, and then David Carradine's Superman Clark Kent speech in *Kill Bill* 2.
2: This is for y'all. I don't, this is, I don't remember the other two. This is fuck, man. This is Sophie's choice. I mean, there's there's not a Superman Honest, I mean, Batman
1: speech.
0: No, you don't listen. What was that? Uh, so Christopher Superman Clark Kent. Superman Clark Kent. They're all amazing. I would. Push Christopher Walken's gold watch speech in Pulp Fiction because it was two minutes and it told you everything you needed to know about uh, Bruce Willis's motivations for the entire movie and how important this fucking watch is. He stuck it, you know, the only place he could up his ass. Uh, What was the
2: second one again?
0: Christoph Waltz's Jew Hunter speech.
2: I would probably have to bury Carradine's Uh grudgingly, but... Yeah.
0: And what? And fire Christoph Waltz?
2: <sighs> yeah, I guess.
0: No. I would bury the Christoph Waltz, fire Carradine's, but they're all excellent. I mean, I think the Walken one's the best just because he's in the movie for two fucking minutes and he just like, he's that whole scene is amazing and it's very memorable. It explains everything about Butch's motivations and why that fucking watch is so important. That's when like when she forgets the watch and he fucking freaks out like you're like oh shit <clears throat> now he's got to murder john travolta in the bathroom that's right <gasps> that's right jason dear have you guys thought about doing spoilers for new movies as a separate video rather than putting them in the main podcast just a thought uh maybe We're, we've kind of been doing that with tv shows lately like uh, recapping, see, you know, series or season finales, like as a separate podcast, but
1: and we might do that with um, uh, Walking Dead, right?
0: Possibly, yeah. the f- The series finale aired tonight as mm-hmm. we're recording this. Uh, Michelle recast this movie with wrestlers. <laughs> oh, I like this. Interesting. Jeez, um, God, that's tough. I guess Stone Cold could be Joe, the mob boss, because he's bald and, you know, like, all right, you're Mr. Pink.
1: <laughs> or wouldn't <laughs> that be Vince McMahon? I would do, ooh. ooh.
0: That's true. Ooh, you're I, Mr. Pink. <laughs> My way or the highway, <laughs> motherfucker. Ooh,
2: I would do Madsen as Kurt Hennig.
0: Kurt Hennig? Okay. Mr. Blonde is Kurt Hennig. Yeah, that's not bad. Could be Mr. Orange. God. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, Orange Cassidy, of course. got the fuck up, you <laughs> piece of shit. Might be where
1: he got it from.
0: I don't know. This is hard. Uh, Ric Flair's got to be like Mr. Pink, maybe. Ric Flair could pull off Mr. Pink. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to be professional.
0: Uh, Jonathan Ramos, who do you feel for the most? Larry being told that Freddie was the rat the whole time or Larry... The dog having been in the middle of that uh, all-out scuffle. <laughs> uh, Man, funny. that fucking dog. Uh, no. Chris Klim, if you guys had a movie being made about you guys, who would you want to direct and uh, who would you want to play you guys, Joe, Eric?
1: I think Andrew <laughs> What's would the movie
0: be, about that we made a podcast?
1: Andrew would want Quentin Tarantino well, to Well, of course.
0: <laughs> he can make it interesting. <laughs> A and movie about be
1: women's feet somewhere.
0: <laughs> Let's hope so. Yeah, come on. Anyways, that's all for fan questions. So make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you're viewing us. We also have exclusive videos on our YouTube channel. Uh, that's YouTube.com/slash/HollywoodHogPod. You can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Hollywood HogPod. Uh, let us know what you thought about Reservoir Dogs, and uh, next week. We're going to do Knives Out 2 or?
1: I think Knives Out 2.
0: I guess. I guess Mm -hmm. I got to see the first one then. I haven't seen the first one. So, uh, yeah, but let us know what you want us to do. Maybe we could do something else. But. uh, From Dust Till Dawn. Well, God, I mean, eventually, yes. But (laughs) we'll see you guys next week.